this is a very special edition of Geek Talk to me because I, along with my co-host, Mr. Joe Bob Briggs, get to interview the very first male girl ever, Honey. Uh, this is like a total dream come true for me, and even though I was scared as shit to meet her, because, I mean, God, like, it's hard not to compare yourself, and people compare you, and uh, all that nonsense, but it turned out to be really great. She showed up to our show in Louisville, and I was petrified, but I dressed up as her, and she loved that, and immediately we just started being friends, and... And here we are now, interviewing. I should probably mention that this was done very first thing in the morning. We all probably sound a little tired because that Louisville show turned out to be freaking amazing. Thank you so much to everyone who came out for that. But it ran really late, um, which is wonderful. Like, I'm so happy that we got to be there and talk to so many people. But we were originally supposed to do this interview that night, but everybody's kind of tired, and so we kind of went home and crashed and uh first thing in the morning before she checked out of her room we ran downstairs and said let's do the pod real quick so here you have us no coffee really (laughs) um just kind of waking up making sure we got this done because i wasn't going to let this opportunity go so without further ado we have joe bob myself and miss honey gregory who is now a freaking lawyer um just they're catching up, and I asked her a bunch of your questions, so thanks for that, and here we go. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. All right, what is up, horror homies? It's Diana, and I am here with two amazing people that you definitely know. One would be Joe Bob, my psychic. What's up, Joe Bob? Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on a yet another uh, one of your podcasts. You're my sidekick. Okay. Deal with that. <laughs> but more importantly, we have with us Honey, the original male girl. Yes. Hi. It's an amazing honor. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I appreciate it. Well, you guys, tell us about Monster Vision Days. Tell us oh any story. Just anything. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I if, if you question. really want, you really want to hear the whole story, you want to go into you going to go in depth on male girls. Are you? Well, you thought it's all the way back to the hubby girl. Oh, yeah. about the hubby girl. I mean, uh, Honey goes back to um, uh, uh, Drive-In Theater. I know, uh, The original show on the movie channel. Yeah. And the way that happened, originally when I was on Drive-In Theater, all it was was a Lazy Boy recliner and me. The the very first Drive-In Theater was a Lazy Boy recliner with with horns on the back of it and me. And I mean, there wasn't even a set. That was the whole thing. And so, as time went on, we would add things. We'd add a set and everything. And so, at some point, I said, you know, we should add some other characters to the show. And they said, they and they at the movie channel, they just always said, do whatever you want. We don't care. We don't care. Do whatever yeah. you want. Shut her. Nice. Listen to that. <laughs> and so, and so, and so, uh, we decided to have two characters. One was the fat nosy neighbor. And one was a male girl. Well, the fat nosy neighbor only lasted like... <laughs> I don't even remember that. I don't think I met that person. A couple of weeks, I think. You yeah, know, it's like person. like the fat nosy neighbor was not popular. <laughs> so, but but uh, honey, I guess you went... Did you go to an audition or did, was, did your agent... Well, I had agent an agent put, back then. You had a modeling agent? And I got agent? a call. Yeah. 
and they wanted me, you wanted someone on your show to do some awards. They were looking for a Vanna White type. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so, to do the Hubby Awards. Right. Okay. And so they called me up. I don't, I don't think I auditioned because I think they sent you headshots and you just picked somebody. Right. Because I think it was almost non-speaking, right? Yeah. It was just... Um, Smiling and pointing. Being purred. It was, it was, it was <laughs> yes. like a girl at a car show. You know, exactly. you, you point to the hubby awards yeah. and you, you know, and so, and so, uh, so that's how we met. Right. You came for, you came for that show. And then I uh, kept adding stuff for the mail girl. <laughs> You know, well, and, I think I did the heavy two years in a row. Yeah. And then you guys. Then did we decided the to do the mail girl. girl. And you said, hey, honey, what do you think about being the mail girl? And I was like, be what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did you, you always wore something different as the mail girl, right? You didn't really have a uniform, right? You well, were, in the beginning, I just brought some wardrobe, and then the wardrobe lady also brought some things and kind of just put things together. And then eventually. There were red and white, blue type of things. Like there were some little red tops, like you were wearing last night, with the cutoff shorts or a little skirt. And they would uh, sew the little patches on. Do you remember the little patches on some of them? And then there was one outfit that was blue jean. It was super tight. And you guys, well, not you. Oh, I know that uh, one. Yeah, everybody's favorite because <laughs> because the first time I tried to wear it, it kept popping open in front of the cameraman. I was like, oh, and I was having to run off the set. And then so the wardrobe lady found some fishing line. I don't remember if you remember that, and took me in the back and had to take this this fishing line and no sew me into it every oh time God. that we used it. Yes. <laughs> it keeps me from falling out. I think I do remember that outfit, and yes, it was popular. I will post for people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know we 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 should mention that we're in Louisville, and yeah. and last night when I introduced you from the audience, you got a huge ovation because everybody remembers you from uh, from uh, Monster Vision and from uh, Drive-In Theater, and um, uh, as time went on, I mean, you were. But you were, when you first went on the show, were you going to school at the time or what Not were you doing? No, when I first went on the show, because I was primarily modeling and, you know, waiting tables, that sort of thing back then, Wait, working in clubs and restaurants just for tips. And so I had a lot of time for auditions. I was taking acting classes at KD Studios there in Dallas. I took was taking classes at the Film Actors Lab. So a lot of my daytime was class time and audition time, and I was working part time at night on the weekends when I didn't have my daughter because she'd be with grandparents, whatever. But then about let's see, ninety three, I did start school, and I spent the next four and a half five years in school. And so you would send me my scripts, and I'd get them like on Friday night at midnight. I'd sit up <laughs> to like two in the morning, and go, "Oh my god, I've got all these lines I've got to learn," and like. Dude, you minutes. read a lot of lines. <laughs> and so then I'd crash for about three or four hours, and then the alarm would go off at five, and I'd get up and shower, and I'd put my hair in rollers, and I would wear, like, sweats and come over and, and meet up with you guys and spend the weekend. The lines were that tough? No, it was just, like, we had all those little different skits. Intros, right, like we had right. the intros and the outros and all that stuff, and we just had a lot of little things. But, yeah, it's fun. Well, uh, also, you were at, at some point when you were the male girl. You started going to law school, right? No, no, uh, no. I was at um, North Lake Community College for two years, two and a half years, and then I went to SMU. Okay, I was in business school. Oh, okay. And so yeah, when we were shooting like twelve, fourteen-hour days on Saturday, Friday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, I was thinking, 
oh crud, I've got a I've got a test on Monday or a paper due. So it was kind of challenging, but you know, I always figured it away. A lot of my teachers were really nice, so they okay. let me turn things in late. Well, everybody always remembers you. They always ask about you, and I and sure. and of course when I say when I say um, she's a lawyer in Indiana, they go she is <laughs> <laughs> because it's just not associated with with male girldom. Well, it's uh, one extreme to the next, isn't it? It's like <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum of what you would think that a male girl would be doing. But what's funny is that Rusty, the male girl, also became a lawyer. Did she like, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh you know, remember God. Rusty, the redhead? It's a tradition. I never she, got to meet her, but I did watch the show a couple of times. She became a lawyer in North Carolina. Oh and I think goodness. now she's in Alaska or somewhere. Wow. But she was, I said, what kind of law do you do, Rusty? And she says, oh, I'll sue anybody. Oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah. So, um, well, we should have like a reunion. You should do a reunion a of the, of the male girl lawyers. All the male girls, <laughs> not just the lawyers. So there was me, and then Rusty, and then you had a couple other girls. Well, in between, there I think there have been. Let's see the 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 one um, the one after you. I think was uh, Reno. Mm -hmm. Reno. Reno. And then there's there's the one I um uh uh oh boy summer uh, no you're, you're summer, summer summer was not a male girl <laughs> what? summer summer was just on the show for some special skit that we did I can't remember what she's it was she's not a lot I thought she was a male girl no she was not a male girl oh, but yeah. um uh uh cat Kathy cat the playbook playmate of the year. Oh, cool. Um, uh, that they fired for being too old, which is nonsense. Wait a minute. Yeah. Playboy she, fired her for being no, too old? No, the TNT fired oh, her for being too old. Um, really? Yeah. You know, Kathy yeah. Shower. Um, I call her the Curly Joe of male girls because she, <laughs> she was only on for like um, eight shows or something. Oh. And then... Um, she should come around and talk about it. There, uh, <laughs> yeah. She was a... Uh, she was she was a friend of mine, and she she had done like uh, she was on Santa Barbara, the the uh, uh, soap opera, and she'd done a lot of uh, movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, well, you know, we have to find. I had told, I had mentioned to her in passing because I think she was a guest on the show, and I mentioned to her in passing, oh, we have to find a new male girl, and she was like, I want to do it. And I was <laughs> like, uh, Kathy, you're the. You're the playmate of the year. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, you thought it was like, a downgrade. You, you really want to be the male girl? Yeah. She was like, she was like, yeah, I really want to do it. And so I said, well, that would be fab fabulous, yeah. you know. And so I thought it was like the best thing that ever happened to the show. We had the playmate <laughs> of the year, and she was on all these other. She was in B movies, and wow. she was like, she had this great resume, perfect for the show. And then, you know, this particular. The executive that I won't name, <laughs> but you know, the sort of the bane of my existence at the time. Uh, he decided. I'll hear more about that he later. said. He said, "How old is she?" And what? I said, "I said, uh, I said, well, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter." And he was like, "I, I think she's over 40. What? And, and, and I said, <laughs> "She's and the I, playmate of the year. Why, why does it matter?" And I said. <laughs> I said, well, you know, I'm no spring chicken anymore, you know, and we can't have it. We can't have an 18 year old girl because it looks weird. Yeah. You know, it's just like we can't do that, you know. And he says, well, I think the male girl has to be young. The male girl has to be, you know. And so he says, you got to have auditions for the male girl. Uh -huh. And so 
and we had never had auditions for the male girl. Yeah. And so we put a bunch of uh, women on tape, and I thought, um, uh, I was afraid that he was going to hire an 18-year-old girl. And so I, I got some 18-year-old girls who were terrible. <laughs> in the terrible. Assuming in the, cause, you're worse. Because we're just going <laughs> to... We're just gonna send like six to the to the office, you know, and so I could put the terrible ones first, and then um, uh, I guess it was I guess it was Reno was the next one. I can't remember. Rusty, Rusty, Rusty was the next one, and so we put Rusty had a great audition, and she was I don't know, she 30-ish. was like thirty-ish, early thirties. And we and we put her after these awful ones, just so they wouldn't <laughs> so they wouldn't choose the really really young one you yeah. know and so very clever and so <laughs> and so rusty became the male. rusty was a ex-military you know uh, uh model she she was doing a lot of modeling and she was the wella balsam girl at one point oh, i think cool. yeah did you were you like over being like too sexy was there like outcry against you he was mentioning something like that too sexy well i think there were some times when you got some male that you shouldn't be calling me honey and oh yeah and things like that yeah that's why i love, I love the fact that your real name is honey yeah because don't believe that they, they would yeah. get they would get so upset that yeah. i called you honey Especially the stream feminists were like sending yeah. you like these hate mail the, yeah feminism went through this period where honey was a really bad word to yeah. say on the air how dare you and so that so of course of course that just made me say it every chance i could get you know yeah and then, and then we had the ultimate defense. Her name is Honey. <laughs> yeah, and he had to create like this whole fake, um, like bio for me. And it was Honey Wilson or Wilson or oh yeah know, yeah well Cox or something yeah, like I, that. I, at the time, we thought we were doing you a favor. I don't know what you thought, but it was yeah. like I finally read it. I was like, oh well, that's interesting. I can't remember the details now, but at the time, I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he did the same with me. My original bio, I was just like, this is. Stupid. What, what, what is this? <laughs> so we let well, that go. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at the time, um, weren't you dancing at the time? I it, did do a little bit of dancing at the time because I had a child. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I remember you telling me one time. This yeah. made you my hero, man. This story. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Well, you know what I'm gonna say. I do. What do you, what am I gonna say? Just how you would you would use the show? While you're oh yeah, you told yeah. me this. Yeah, you were at Lace or wherever you worked, uh-huh. and and you would put the show on, and your tips would go up. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't think we put it on. Uh-huh. Uh, but Just go I know with it, we would, it's a great story. Well, I'm trying to remember because I don't remember if Lace had the capability. They might had. They had TVs in Lace. I've been to Lace. It's been so long ago. <laughs> Lace is a place where Billy Martin got thrown out or whatever. Really? Well, it's like, it was like the most famous place in, its day, in Arlington, right? Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, the girls there, it was high It was high quality. It wasn't raunchy, trashy, and there was a lot of rules. Yeah. Vice came in often. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I had an FBI agent used to come in and hang out all the time when I was there. Yeah. yeah hang crazy. out as a as a customer or hang well, out to watch the, t- the girl? Well, okay. Not to get too <laughs> off the track here, but <laughs> someone I was dating was being investigated by the feds. Wow. And oh, that's the other thing. You, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. testified in a famous had, trial. Yes. Yeah, in California. So Chip wow. Armstrong and I, I was engaged to Chip Armstrong at the time and he was investigated 
And so FBI were watching us all the time. And um, that was during the years I wasn't working because I didn't need to. Um, but he would come in just to kind of keep track of me. Occasionally pop by my house just to kind of, wow. because it was just such a huge case. It was high profile, white collar criminal kind of case. And did ship go down? Did he do some time? He eventually did. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And you know, the crazy thing, part of the reason why I got into law was he, I was a lay person at the time. Okay. Minimal education. And he hands me the contract and he says, read this contract. Tell me what you think. And it's all this legal jargon and I'm reading it. And I'm saying, okay, you're doing X, Y, Z. This is exactly what the contract says you can do. He said, exactly. Isn't it weird that I'm under federal investigation? So it kind of got me into thinking about law. How can they be investigating you for something that you've got a contract with a company says you're okay to do? But that's just the law. Well, the reason I remember it is you went to testify, uh -huh. in the, or I guess they forced you to testify, I was right? Subpoenaed, in the, yeah. In the Chip to the Armstrong grand jury. trial. Grand jury. Sorry. And. One of the lawyers like introduced the evidence as part of your credentials that you were the mail girl on the. <laughs> yeah. On the yeah. Well, I, I was a whole. Pro well, okay. They were trying to paint me as this kept bimbo blonde, high profile, topless dancer, sexy goddess kind of thing. Okay. Because what they were trying to to prove, make him look bad. Yes, because they were okay. trying to make him look like he was squandering all these funds that he had control of these other companies on women like me. Okay. Yeah. So, but the funny thing was, is at the time I was at SMU going to business school, making straight A's, and so the the grand jury's asking me all these weird questions, and I'm like, completely throwing their arguments out the door awesome. with my answers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he still did go down. Yeah, he did. But, I think he but was being years. the male girl on Monster Vision a good thing for your testimony <laughs> or a bad thing? Was that it's was that part of job. was yeah. that part of you being the femme fatale blonde yes, or was it or was it it was they were using they were using it that way. Yes. Oh, yes. that's terrible. And in fact, the uh, federal marshals when I got there, I walked in in a beautiful Ellen Tracy black suit with appropriate you know shoes and tie and hair and everything and straight hair, little makeup. And they look me up and down, and they go, who are you? <laughs> and I said, I'm Honey Gregory. I've been subpoenaed to meet you here today. You're not Honey. I'm like, yes, I'm Honey Gregory. I had to <laughs> prove to them who I was, because they had painted it in their minds, you know, that I was the male girl. That yeah. the male girl was going to show up <laughs> at the grand jury, <laughs> you know, trying to indict, trying to indict him, and that I, they, I guess they thought I was going to show up in the male girl costume. I don't know. <laughs> it was like the craziest thing. And even other witnesses that they had subpoenaed to be there looked at me. I'm like, you look different. I'm like, I am not on TV today. I'm at the courthouse. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Should I start in with the Twitter question? Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm just, I haven't really pre-read these. I'm just going to read them as they come up. So the first one is, since we're exploiting the sexes, do you think a scantily clad male boy would be appreciated by a portion of the audience? Oh. A male yes. boy? Yes. So a male I do. boy. <laughs> well, I'm sure that the women would find it. Appreciate many men. But, <laughs> but I don't know that it would be a proper character for the drive-in, only because Joe Bob is so politically incorrect 
that. He, and he's so <laughs> heterosexual. I mean, I just don't know how you would incorporate it's that. kind of more an ongoing process to make him become woke <laughs> that's kind of my my position as wait a minute, girl wait a minute becoming woke is becoming less heterosexual yeah. you're what? more open like like, like i should monster, be more open to being monster, gay no you know? oh, okay, <laughs> well, appreciating instead you could have um you know like a like a what was it the ymca the village people kind of uh macho construction guy Exactly. <laughs> Who's fixing things poorly? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. That needs to happen. Yeah. Actually. Some some beefcake guy. Oh, okay, like those thunder down under guys. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, like instead of having Yuki come on every five seconds. I mean, think he's got a little tool belt, some little tight little you know, brilliant. no that shirt. Yeah, some hot sexy. All right. Well, we probably we probably get less heat if we did that. Honestly, <laughs> you yeah. should think about that. I wouldn't mind seeing. I mean, the alternative is you could maybe take your shirt off. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm working on that too. That I don't think so. She, okay, somebody said, "What difference do you see between Shave Joe Bob now and then? And are you single?" Oh, <laughs> I am single. Uh, What's up, Alexander? The difference Ramo? that I see in Joe Bob. Well, I got to see the show last night, and so it was incredible. Um, the live show. You saw the yeah, live show. Yeah, I saw show. the live yeah. show. Yeah, I haven't seen it on, was it Shutter? Shutter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have cable right now at the moment. And I heard just last night somebody was helping me saying I could get an app. So I'm going to have to look into that. Oh, well, we're going to get you we some. We can hook you up. We'll okay. get you some free Shutter. <laughs> okay. You can watch it on your computer. You don't oh, have to awesome. have, have cable. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't really see much difference. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm I'm proud of that. It's like wild turkey. They don't change the recipe. Exactly. It's good. Why change it? Yeah. Are there any movies that you wanted to see on your era of Monster Vision and Drive-In Theater that you couldn't get the rights to? Any movies she wants to see? That I want to see. Oh, you know, I'm not really, I don't know. Hmm. Probably some 60s movies, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. But I'm just kind of an old 60s rock and roll kind of gal. So maybe some old motorcycle going down the beach kind of movies. Oh. I love biker movies. Yeah, yeah. totally biker We're gonna show movies. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done enough of that. Yeah. You know, the beach and the half-knit clad babes and, you know, <laughs> the roar of the motorcycle. It's all good. Did you ever bump into fans who had their letters read on the show after they were released from prison? Oh. <laughs> hmm, no, probably a good thing. <laughs> um, was there any piece of advice that Joe Bob passed on to you that stayed with you long after the show? Uh, that Joe Bob passed along to me... Um... <laughs> That guys will, I don't think he deliberately said it, but it was implied that um, some guys just never give up and continually to ask you out every time you deliver the mail. <laughs> never stop. <laughs> They're persistent. That's true. <laughs> A lot of people want to know just about your lawyering, like how you got in there and how you're, what you're doing with it now. And if you have any, like, intentions of doing any entertainment stuff with it or are you just strictly lawyer well no. i've wanted to do more entertainment it's just difficult i actually wrote a screenplay which i'm still trying to get produced <clears throat> still trying to get produced it's a vigilante <laughs> um 
and the lawyer who's a vigilante. So I'm trying to get that produced. So if anybody wants to help me produce some film and direct and do all that stuff, I'm ready to I get that going. I think we got going. some <laughs> And um, I would like to do more. I don't think I would want to be the sex symbol at my age. <laughs> you absolutely can. Trust oh, you're sweet. You're I think I'm a little past that, but... Um, I am doing my podcast right now, so we're doing it on YouTube. It's Winning at Divorce podcast, and it's YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And we just launched it in January. Um, and so the video part of it's got me thinking again. Like, you know, there's a camera in my office, and it's cut in action, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been so long. What do I do? <laughs> so it's that's such nice. a That's such a honey idea. Yeah. Divorce can be fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got Joe Bob on there to give his his Joe Bob advice about marriage and divorce. So that's yes, we're up to that. We're gonna do that. <laughs> Keep talking because I'm trying to weed through these. Some of them are repetitive, some of them are rude. People, no. you know who you are. So my podcast right now is uh, we're just shooting it in my office, and I'm having uh, the first season is called Building Your Winning at Divorce Team, and it's your winning professionals that you need. In, in collaboration with your lawyer to, so that you come out the best you can, you know, in your divorce. So that's just kind of what we're doing now. And we're trying to make it fun. Um, I saw a little video on your site. Oh, you did? Yeah, no, that was adorable. Oh, Obviously. that one's old. On my website? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta do, I've got to redo my website. It needs to be updated. I was told it was old school because <laughs> it's about four or five how, years old. How many of your clients are women and how many are men? Well, when I first started practicing, it was almost all women. And then I went through a year where it was almost all men. And now it's pretty much leveled off. Because okay. I do men's rights as well. But I get a lot of uh, women who have been through domestic violence issues. And since I personally ex experienced domestic violence in my own life, um, you know, I can relate to them. But what I've been studying a lot is about uh, personality disorders, mental health disorders, and how that affects divorce. And so I get a lot of people coming to me who are trying to escape a marriage with someone with, you know, borderline or narcissism or bipolar disorders. and Relatable. They have a hard but... time understanding. A lot of lawyers who've never been through it don't understand it. So people, clients are not feeling satisfied with the advice they're getting. So at least I've had the ability to help them there. You know... I would imagine that it's different being a lawyer when you are a hot blonde. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, wear wear the, I don't wear the middle girl I know costumes you don't. in my office. I know you don't, but you're, <laughs> but you're a very beautiful woman. So I would imagine that when you have male clients who are at the weakest point in their life, they might they might think, oh, maybe Honey could, you know. Honey, make maybe, it better. Maybe Honey's <laughs> my me. next. Help me. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I could see how men would cling to you. Well, when Does that I happen? First, well, when I first started practicing the first three years, I worked for someone else. And so I did dress up every day. Hair, makeup, you know, a suit, high heels, the whole nine yards. And so I did notice that the men did seem to be more attracted. And I actually got a lot of offers <laughs> those first couple of years because I would finish their divorce. They'd come in and get their divorce papers from me. And then they would go, well, I'm divorced, so you're not my lawyer What's anymore, that? right? Can you, can you go out with me now? And That's I'm like, exactly what yeah, I mean. Exactly. Yeah. And I've had clients come in and say, at the end of divorce, if they didn't ask me out, they would say, I hired you to piss off my wife. 
Ooh, actually, I could see that too. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me. And they're like, yeah, I wanted a hot, sexy, blonde lawyer to piss off my wife. <laughs> oh like, my god! Oh, I mean, it's not a bad angle if you can work it. <laughs> <laughs> and that did happen. And what happens a lot of times is not not in a positive way because the the soon to be wife or ex wife is like a little bit unhappy. And I get the things like coming out of the courtroom, someone go, bitch. You know, and you're looking around going, uh-oh, I've got to get a bailiff, you know, I've got an issue, or I've had, I've had one lawyer call me and say, well, my client says you're sleeping with your client. I'm like, seriously, let's be professional here. Wow. <laughs> Not sleeping with my client. It's inappropriate. Wow. Have you, have you defended any sexual harassment cases? No, I don't do that. My, I'm you don't, all, you don't I, take those? Mm-mm. No, I've had plenty of cases and divorces where you have protective orders or restraining orders and someone's violating those and a lot of times it's stalking or harassment of some kind, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, but no, I don't take those kind of cases. But I've been sexually harassed in jobs, so it's really a good field because so, it doesn't end. Was that during Lost Division? Well, you know, Joe Bob always was harassing me. I don't know what to say. I think there was some sort of problem there. What? That's crazy. I was harassing you on the air. <laughs> they got to smack you a couple of times. And you did get a kiss once or twice. I did? When you behaved better. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which would bring me, I guess, to what was your favorite thing or bit that you did on the show kissing joe bob well the santa claus ones were always fun where i got to be the elf but we did do one where i wore like this biker outfit once and i think that might have been the one where i got to kiss you so it was fun wearing the kind of biker skirt outfit and you were being your usual jerky self and then i came (laughs) out And you said something really nice or something, and I got to kiss you. And you're like, oh, that's all I had to do? That worked? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you went right back to your old self. (laughs) Are you aware that Monster Vision is, like, iconic and that you are iconic through that now? That the last drive-in's back and so this whole revolution has come about? Um, I guess not. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not really involved. With See, the last stuff. drive-in yeah. is just a carbon copy of oh, Monster really? Vision. The, cool. the, Those the, are kinder, gentler, Joe Bob. Now, here's, uh, here's, okay. here's what happened. The, the fans of Monster Vision mm-hmm. grew up to be TV pr- directors, producers, <laughs> and executives. Oh, cool. <laughs> hey, you got some in. It's so, literally all of us just were fans, and we're like, Joe Bob, really? come and back. So, I tried to. I saw him in 99, I mean, uh, was it 2009, the Horror I said, you've got to bring the show back. And you're like, no, no. I was exactly. Like, well, I didn't think you could, like, repeat the format. But but when we did, started like, so when we times. started the show up again, I said, well, what, what are we going to do? What kind of show are we going to do? Exact same show. Mon- <laughs> we're going to do Monster Vision. And I'm like, you can't do the same exact same show. You know, we did the exact same show. <laughs> and everybody seems to love it, of course. Well, Joe Bob is Joe Bob. I mean, he's hysterical. Doesn't get old, man. Um, Someone wants to know if they can still send in for a TNT koozie. (laughs) For a what? A TNT koozie. That would be Tracy, right? I mean, who has those? I don't have any. I think it's a joke. Who has a TNT I don't remember the TNT koozie. I think it was more of a rusty thing than a honey I think the TNT (laughs) koozie was a prop on the set or something, There used to be this thing where I I don't remember koozies, but it was like you could 
send in your letters and the best one gets a shirt or I thought oh, yeah, it would yeah. be we like that. that. Yeah, you had some we, we, we had all kinds of online contests and actually we were one of the first shows where um, people would stay in the, at, at the time they called it a chat room. You would go to, <laughs> you would go to the TNT website and they had a chat room for Monster Vision and you would, uh, you know, talk to one another. Um, the fans would talk to one another while the show was on. Um, and I think we were one of the first shows to do that. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, we had a lot of, we had a lot of giveaways. I have, you know, I, I still occasionally come across, uh, actually, actually, yeah, actually one day (coughs) we had, we had, uh, TNT jackets that they would give us every year at the Super Bowl, And, um, because uh, we would always go to the Super Bowl. I can't remember why. And um, uh, and one, one day, like recently, or like maybe three years ago, I just grabbed that jacket, and, and I just was looking for any jacket because it was the first cold day. And so I just grabbed that jacket and it said uh, TNT. And oh, I got was it black? Yeah, I think so. I think I remember it. And I got on the subway, and this guy says, well, that's got to be a pretty old jacket. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And he knows. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the number one that keeps coming up over and over again is, can we get you on the last drive-in sometime? I told would you John come on the last drive-in? No, I would do anything back in, yeah, last time I saw you, I said, you let me know. I'm there. We, we want okay. you, for sure. Would Absolutely. You, would you suit up? Would you glam up? You got to glam up. I glammed up good last night. You did. You were great. Was I good? You were great. Yeah, I still got, you know, maybe a little working out, you know. I still got a little bit going on. No, that was. It's more come as you feel comfortable. You don't have to glam up. Joe Bob. No, we should tell the era. Well, the honey, you're in the middle girl. We show up looking like a grand, like you could get like old lady bosom and. Oh, that would be <laughs> hair and glasses, you know, and I could rip it off or exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> the Wonder Woman reveal kind of thing. No, that was great when uh, when you got the the ovation at the at the show last night. That was oh, wonderful. That was no, I appreciate you introducing me. I had a lot of fun. That was wonderful. So glad I got to see you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's good. Um, anything else you want to say before you're off it? Um. I don't think so. I mean, uh, this has been great. I'm, it's great to see you again. And, yeah. And, you know, we should say, you know, anybody who's within driving distance of uh, Bloomington, Indiana, who needs to sue somebody <laughs> or get divorced. You need a divorce. You know. You're in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just started a new area of practice, and I'm a divorce coach now. And so I can A divorce act, coach. A divorce what, coach. Is, what is that? Well, it's real popular in like California, you know, kind of like West Coast, East Coast kind of thing. But it's um, a professional who is not your therapist and not your lawyer. So it kind of bridges that gap. So if you need to talk about, okay, what is divorce about? Is this something I really want to do? But you're not looking for a therapist to actually diagnose you and find something wrong with you and put you on medication or, you know, say you're temporarily depressed or whatever, <clears throat> but you just want to vent or you want a sounding board or you want someone to kind of explain the processes or you want someone to kind of uh, help you set goals and, and be accountable. So as a divorce coach, that's something I just recently started. And I can do that across borders, but I oh, only okay. practice law in Indiana. Oh, so anywhere in the, <clears throat> United, in the, States. In the United so, States. You'll be getting some calls. Now. You can, get, you, you can, uh, yeah. um, uh, honey, the mail girl. <laughs> Can talk you through your divorce. Oh, 
Well, that might be a different thing. It's like your old 900 number. I would sign up for that. Man, this divorce is horrible. But honey, the male girl will talk to me about it. Hmm, I hadn't thought of that that angle. I'm not sure. Might get some riff. I already get enough riffing as it is from my colleagues in the in in Bloomington about being the the bimbo blonde that was. Honey, the male girl on TV. And really? The I other, the other, lawyer, the other oh, lawyers give you a hard time? Oh, my gosh. Constantly. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, yes. You're an icon, and they're jealous. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for being here, honey. Well, it was amazing you. to meet you. Well, I want you guys on my podcast. That'd be fun. So we'll make it happen. Next All time right. we're together or something, we'll have to film it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. On the last drive-in set. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll get, I'll get some divorce <laughs> jo, divi- advice from Joe Bob. Oh, wow. Yeah, you don't want divorce advice no, from me. No, that'd be great. Joe Bob gives divorce. He's been divorced, has he not? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So he would be able to give plenty of uh, good advice. Oh, yeah. Some All right. Advice yeah. of some sort. Yeah, let's, Entertaining re- advice. let's revisit horrible things in your life. <laughs> There's got to be a movie relevant to that, and we can tie it all in. Yeah, Wedding Crashers. Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> wedding Crashers. We could do a show um, like you did the Redneck History. We could do the Bimbo Blonde History show. We could. Oh, uh, you mean you mean history. you mean uh, oh all the bimbo blondes in history? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's sort of like um, who? Where does that start? I don't know. That starts probably forties, earlier than no. that. Early May West. That. May West. May West definitely. Although May West was kind of like she was a woman, but she was a drag queen. You know, she was well, like she, was made she, up she actually modeled her whole act after a drag queen. Huh. You know, and so, um, but yeah, yeah, that would be, would be a great. So, sort of so and the femme fatale and yeah. the and the uh, and and we could go back. Actually, you, you can go back to the eighteen nineties for that because they were well. Burlesque started back then. Yeah, when they 1800s. when they made the very first movies, um, there were they would get they they would get hoochie coochie girls. Yeah. They called them hoochie coochie girls. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you know, you could watch them for two minutes or something. Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah. The Nickelodeon. Can't you peek into the little box. Get a little Nickelodeon movie. So funny yeah. to think that. That's a great idea. We've evolved a lot in our porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I have this section in my show, you know, where I talk about the cutoff shorts. You uh-huh. know, about redneck girls right. in cutoff shorts. Spoilers. Which, which, <laughs> which, um... Uh, I hesitated about putting that in the show because no, some people think it's so it's so like gratuitous. But it is. But, it's in all those movies. I am proud of you for hesitating. I think I'm surprised that occurred to you. I'm, I think it's cheap wardrobe back then. Yeah, I put on some tight pants. No, can't see anything. Cut them off. <laughs> exactly. Uh, awesome. Okay. All right, well, we got a whole new show to go. All right, right. ready. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, guys.